I'm going to invite the team to come on up uh, as they get seated. I'm going to just share a little bit um, about, so we went with Mission 2535. Um, they are a marketplace ministry of the Christian and Missionary Alliance. Some of you guys might be wondering about their name specifically. Um, 2535 comes from Matthew 25, 35 and 36. Um, and this is the heart of their ministry. Um, their goal is to present the gospel, but they recognize in a place like the Dominican Republic, you just can't present the gospel without taking care of physical need. Um, so Matthew 25, 35 says this, for when I was hungry and you gave me something to eat, I was thirsty and you gave me something to drink. I was a stranger and you invited me in. I needed clothes and you clothed me. I was sick and you looked after me. I was in prison and you came to visit me. So this is the heart of what Mission 2535 is all about, taking care of physical need um, along with presenting the gospel. So they've identified what they call uh, like four pillars, which is to create sustainable community uh, there in the Dominican Republic. Um, clean water, having access uh, to food sustainability, job and education training, and healthcare. Um, so a lot of what they do is is around those four things. Uh, the 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 ministry itself was able to purchase. You can see it kind of in the picture in the background. They have this farm that they purchased. There's about 10 acres, and on on the the farm there, uh, they've created uh, a job site. Uh, there's a factory that does plastics and furniture building. Um, they have um, pigs and some aquaponics stuff and fish and and all sorts of stuff. That yellow building that you can kind of see there a little bit. That's a training job where, where it's really cool. So they created a, a facility, a building, and then the government comes in with the teachers, and then they train people that they can go out and get jobs and stuff like that. Um, so that's a little bit about the place where we stayed and the ministry itself. And, and now what we're going to do is we're just kind of, everyone's going to tend to take turns sharing little different aspects about what's going on and what happened, um, and then we're going to share at the end. So I'm not even sure who's. So the first thing is we're going to talk about. Henry, you got it? Can you stand up? So make sure you guys uh, kind of say your name as you go. In house, in house visitations, we went to houses, we prayed for people, we shared testimonies, and we gave bags of food. We went to five houses. Two brothers went to God. It was hot and humid, but we did it for God. God made me brave, and I prayed for a blind woman in her house. I also went on house visitation, and prior to going to the houses, if you could call them that, um, we went to a church where they had invited people to come um, and get training and receive water filters. The water there uh, makes people very sick um, and is one of the major causes of illness and death. And um, they have these little filters that when they were training, they filled a water bottle with the filthiest water I'd ever seen. I mean, it was full of dirt and everything else. And then they put the filter on it and squeezed it into another bottle. And then the translator drank that water. Um, and this one filter, which they're $70, um, so they get them, I suppose, through donations and provide them as bringing so much hope to people because um, the people who were there that received them would never have been able to get pure water um, by themselves. So that was really cool. And then we did house visitation. And um, I've been in China and 
even the Dominican before, but I really wasn't prepared for a house smaller than most of our living rooms. Had a doorway, no doors. Um, I think they cook outside communally, no windows. Um, many of them, no floor, um, no furniture. Uh, and yet, they welcomed us into their spaces. I don't like people coming to my house when I'm not ready. And for them, it was no big deal. And sharing testimonies with them was really awesome. Um, most of the people we visited um, had a lot of pain. And that really touched me because I have medicine for my pain, and they do not. Um, and, and they don't have anywhere to get cool, they, you know, and they don't have toys, and yet, especially the believers are some of the most happy people I've ever seen. So it was, it was really awesome, and our house visitations happen around an area where there's a church, and it becomes an invitation to, for them to come to church. And then we also distributed bags of groceries to them for which they were extremely grateful. So that was awesome. Good morning, I'm Kate. I'm gonna talk about the Youth Rehab Center. Um, we couldn't take pictures there, but I see a few of us sitting there. Um, so in some ways it was similar to what we would have here, but um, a big difference was that the boys would go there voluntarily. They'd realized that they were on the wrong path with drugs. Um, uh, most of, we had two boys give their testimony after we did, and um, it was selling drugs or stealing um, and just problems with drugs and alcohol. And then after seeing their relationships being fractured at home, they would ask. So the one boy asked his mom to bring him, and the other boy asked his grandma to bring them. Um, and so we met eight boys. They can have up to 20, but um, they also are allowed to stay if they'd like. Um, so some of the older boys had jobs and were gone for the day, but um, it was just a really awesome time. Um, the people who gave their testimonies were really just kind of relatable, and um, the, one of the gentlemen who works with Mission um, 2535 played his accordion, and we got to just sing and have fun, and even these boys who, when we walked in, were just kind of like, Ugh, like cracking a little bit of smiles. And, um, and then, not me, but some other people played basketball with the boys for a while, and um, it was just really awesome. And, a really cool thing is that Tammy and Rick, um, they're building their own youth center on their grounds, the picture of the um, mission, where they plan to add um, a portion that's support as they go home, because for these boys, if they don't stay, they go home, and it's just kind of on their own. So they see you know, a lot of them turning back to some bad ways. So um, because of their relationships and experience, they're starting their own thing at mission, which is really, really awesome. Hello, I'm Rochelle, and I'm 63, and this was the very first missions trip that I've ever been on. So it was truly an experience for me. I did choose construction for the first day, and I didn't know what I was going to do. And I guess when I got there, I was the only female, and plus I was 63, and they didn't know what to do with me. So I started out as a water person with Kobe. Um, and so I was filling up these um, five-gallon buckets with water so we could um, take them over to the person mixing the concrete. And so they got to do that while, well, Kobe ran the water. I toted them over. 
and I was still feeling kind of useless there. Um, but I, that was my job, and I got a chance to take breaks and see what everyone else was doing. And, but by the end of the day, after lunch, we went out to the, um, well, the construction site that I started out with was the marketplace, and that's the picture of the building there. Kobe and I teamed up on the water. Um, by the second half of the day, we were out at the warehouse, and they were putting frames together. So all they wanted me to do was just kind of measure and mark, you know. But by the end of the day, there was a rush put in for us to hurry up and get everything over to the church. There was another site for a church that they were building. By then, I was picking up these long 12 feet, two by fours by myself <laughs> without the help of anybody. And I was finally a, what was it called? A scoundrel or something? Uh, so I'm a bona fide scoundrel now. Hi, my name is Kobe. Um, I did construction like her, and we just filled up buckets. We got very messy, and it was all over our face sometimes. And we filled up buckets, passed it down, and one passed it to the dude up there and put it in. And we shoveled rocks, and yeah. So I had the privilege of, to be able to go to the church build. So they were building a new church. Um, so the concrete was already there. Uh, they have like walls that are up three foot that are concrete. So then in the factory, they made these the six foot walls of wood and we brought them out to the job site. So we put the walls up, we covered the walls on the inside with draw, drywall, covered the walls on the outside with den glass. Uh, and then we got rafters up and metal on, and I, I'm pretty sure that they will probably be worshiping in that church next week. So it was really cool. Um, you can't see in the picture, but behind the church, uh, what they were worshiping in was just a, a bunch of curtains uh, hung up on some poles. Most of them had been torn up by the wind. Uh, there was a podium inside. It's the only reason you could tell it was a church. So. But so it's really exciting to know that they're going to have this place and it's going to last for a long time for them. And it just was a privilege to be able to help them have something more than what they had before. Another morning, we took the supplies you all generously donated, the school supplies, and we made 31 backpacks that they would be giving out later in the year. Um, and they really are a well-oiled machine. It, it was so awesome. They just had everything kind of set up. And so um, their uh, intern there just kind of ran things really well. We filled. And then we were able to keep supplies, too, so that they could continue to give um, later. Hi, I'm Avery. And um, on Thursday, we had the opportunity to go to the dump. Um, it was not a smell-good place either, so we uh, chewed gum, we had some oil that we put on our nose to help with the smell, but it actually wasn't that bad. Um, on the way to the dump, though, we were in this like big old truck, and we were all in the truck bed, and it was rainy, like a lot the day before, and we got stuck in the mud. And um, for a time, we didn't think we were going to be able to get through, 
but then we decided to walk to the entrance of the dump to still be able to go to the people. And um, so we made them lunch beforehand. And so everybody you know, helped carry the stuff out. And we met them at the entrance. And we saw all their smiling faces. And we sung songs with them. And then we passed out lunch. Uh, some people shared testimonies. And um, yeah, it was just really cool to see how happy they were, even though they were working at the dump and they had flies all over them. Um, it was really cool to be there with them. Hi, my name's Clara. And the dump was the ministry that impacted me the most because it was the one I didn't think I was going to be able to experience. Because a couple days prior to going there, uh, I went through a spiritual warfare um, in the form of a sudden illness that came upon me when I was singing in church. It left me feeling really tired and in pain, and I just wanted to stay in bed. But praise the Lord for powerful prayer warriors like you and the people that were there with us because I was able to get out of bed, and the pain and exhaustion I was feeling went completely away as soon as we arrived. The ministry was such a blessing. We shared testimonies, food, water, and hygiene bags with the workers. We were also able to sing a praise song with them in Spanish, French, and English. This whole moment reminded me of Luke 21, 1 through 4, where a widow gave all that she had, which was two small copper coins, to the temple. Despite having very little, these dump workers were able to give the Lord all they had, which was their voice and their praise. We may have left with empty bags, but we had full hearts instead. Hi, my name is Ellie. We had an experience with the kids at the orphanage. We didn't know how to speak Spanish, but we still had so much fun. Some of them wanted to swing. Some of them wanted to do puzzles. Some of them wanted to play tag. And when we left, some of them wanted to get on the bus with us. I want to come back again. My name is Sarah, and I was also going to share a little bit about the orphanage. Um, it took us about an hour to get there. They, the orphanage is placed on the top of the mountain, so it was beautiful, um, breathtaking views. We had to turn the air conditioner off at one time because the, the slope of the street was so strong that it was burning the engine. Um, so we weren't sure if we were going to have to walk the rest of the way, but we made it. Um, and we got to the orphanage, and uh, there was all the girls coming out. It's a girls' home, and they were so excited to see us. Um, and we were able to go and we were able to sing with them um, and to give them a snack. We brought a lot of toys and games and puzzles and just being able to interact with them. Um, like Ellie said, a lot of our team doesn't know Spanish and um, the kids just got right down and started playing and doing puzzles and coloring. It was just a really, really sweet time. Um, and then the, the lady that runs the orphanage, she works there by herself. She has a team of people, but um, from what we could gather, this is only the second time they've been to the orphanage. It's a new relationship that Mission 2535 has established. Um, so we started asking a lot of questions, and they didn't really know the answers yet because they haven't had time to build that relationship. But um, just to see her love for these kids and um, her determination to give them a better life um, was just really inspiring. And obviously they need a lot of prayer and encouragement and support. Um, it's a big job, you know, to care for 25-plus little ones um, that are not your own, that come with trauma and, and um, hardship. Um, but it was just, it was amazing for us to see um, and, and smiling with them. And they just kept asking us, when are you coming back? When are you coming back? Um, so to be able to tell them there's another group that will come next week, you know, and to continue that relationship was, was, was good. Um, but I think it's just hard, you know, when you go and experience all these great things and then you have to leave, you know. But um, the Lord breaks our heart for people and uses things like this. 
Hi, my name is Amy, and we were blessed to go at the same time that most of the group was at the orphanage. We went as a group of four ladies, Rochelle, Janelle, myself, and Janet, a lady from a church in Columbus, to love on and spend time with the residents of a senior care center that was located in the same city as the Community of Hope, which is Mission 2535's home, home base. Anai, a local pastor and our translator, led us in praise and worship songs, which we found out later were actually ushering a male resident in the back bedroom who didn't have any earthly family into the arms of his loving heavenly father. Three female residents got their nails painted and more songs of joy in the Lord were shared together. Multiple games of a very competitive dominoes <laughs> were played on the patio and the big winners were not me by any stretch of the imagination, but a 94-year-old man and an 86-year-old woman. A 300-piece puzzle was started, stuffed bears, glasses of soda, and small cakes were given out to all the residents. Many hugs, smiles, and kisses on the cheek overcame any language challenges we had, and we were all asked to come back soon, and Lord willing, we may be able to. We played with them, ran, and we um, and we sang and danced and passed out Pokemon cards. We gave them snacks and some drinks and and toys and yeah. Hi, my name is Gabe, and every afternoon. <laughs> We had the opportunity to go help out at Vacation Bible School. And in the picture, that's my friend, Machindo. We hung out, just played rock, paper, scissors, shoot, uh, and hot hands, and sometimes the tickle monster, which was really fun. And so we'd share, we'd do the Bible story and the Bible verse and the activities. And then at the end, we'd pass out snacks, drinks, and little toys, and then Kobe and Henry passed out the Pokemon cards. Just fun. And they loved it. They were laughing, dancing, and singing along with us, and it was just a really fun opportunity. One of the things that I failed to mention at the beginning is uh, we did go uh, with two other groups who were there at the same time. Uh, there was a group that was from New Jersey and a group from Columbus, so I think there was about Somebody said like 41 of us uh, that were together uh, in a group. And one of the most important things that we did every morning was we did devotions. Um, they had these long tables and we gathered around them and we spent 15 minutes uh, just in the word. And, and, and then, uh, then we got together in groups like this and then we just prayed for 15 minutes, just getting our hearts right, getting our attitudes right. Um, and it was just the perfect way to start off the day. Um, one of the days that was particularly interesting and was fun was we were able to go to a Dominican church uh, and their, to have their church service. And it was told to us right at the beginning that they're, they're not going to translate for us, which I agree 100% that we get to just be there and just watch how they do church. Um, so we get there, and I'm kind of like, man, I wonder how this is going to be because we don't understand anything. So what is this going to be like? 
So the first three songs that they play, though, were songs that we all recognized because they're very popular modern songs, so they're just singing in Spanish, so we could even kind of sing along in English, which was just a God thing that was really neat. Um, and one of the things that impressed me the most, and this is just Dominican culture, is I noticed the pastor was talking to some guy before he got up to preach. And then when the pastor gets up to preach, this guy comes along with him. And even though they told us they weren't going to translate, they had a translator come and translate. And there is just something about the heart of a Dominican um, that they are just so gracious. And they're just so loving and so welcoming, um, which is something that was not expected, but I'm glad they did so I can follow along with what the pastor was saying. Um, so that was just, it was really neat. Uh, one more thing I'm going to share real quick is, you guys all know that we were supposed to go to Dominican Republic last week, but the flights got canceled and things like that. What we were going to do last week is we were going to be able to meet up with Ellen Kajowski and visit her, because she's in, in the Dominican Republic as well, one of our partners here. But when we went back this next week, we were unable to meet with her. But what we were able to do is we were still able to bring a bunch of supplies. Ellen sent us a wish list, so we were able to give her several things that she needed for the upcoming school year. Um, so we were able to get that stuff to her. So we were still able to partner with her, but we were just unable to meet with her, which is unfortunate, but she is back in the States now. Um, that's kind of an overview of the, the nuts and bolts of the trip. Now what we want to do is we want to share just a little bit about what our favorite part was and then kind of what God did among us. All right, you guys know I'm a crier, so be ready. Um, we uh, decided to take our kids with us on this trip. I remember going on a mission trip back when I was young and how much it impacted me, and I wanted to be able to provide that for our kids too. Um, but the, the past couple times that Mike and I have taken teenagers on the trip, um, I don't have to be mom. I can just be a youth leader, and I can engage and do all these things, and it's, it's different. So I was really worried when we went this time that my heart was gonna be like, mm, I would rather go and do this instead of having to like <laughs> take care of my kids. Um, and I was, wasn't sure how this was gonna go. And I had expressed my concern to a couple of my friends and they had prayed with me. And um, let me tell you guys, like the Lord blessed my heart so much being able to see them serve and to volunteer and to step out of their comfort zone and to try and speak Spanish. They were such a bridge with the kids and with the bus drivers and with the other team members that I would never have been able to form on my own. So it was completely amazing and such a God thing and I am so blessed just by their attitude and in all the kids too, like I'll brag on all of them hardcore, like they stepped up so huge. And when I tell you, like, yeah, you guys did so great. We got to the construction site a couple times and I think they were like, okay, move this pile of wood. And we're like, okay, done. Okay, move this pile of PVC pipe. Okay, done. And they're like, well, what else? And I was like, give them something, you know? And so they, they're like, shovel some rocks. They got in there and they're like, well, they really love to shovel. And I'm like, yeah, you know? So like every day after that, I mean, I think they super impressed um, the people there too. But I mean, it was such a blessing and I loved um, working alongside them. Um, they made some great friends from the other church. You know, shout out to our Jersey friends. I know you guys are watching. Um, now we have to drive halfway to meet them in Jersey because they will miss them so much. Um, so it was just, it was a great bonding experience. It was a great, um, as a mom, and um, I would totally do it again in a heartbeat. So I'm just, I'm so grateful that we had a, an awesome time. And, and there was definitely challenges, you know, but they, they worked through it, so thanks. Well, I'm gonna share something here. This wasn't my favorite thing, but the day, day 
they went to the senior home, the guy Rick there, he, he told everybody, he said, he thought I was going to the senior home too. He said, well, just make sure that when you come back, you bring Bruce back with you. <laughs> but my favorite thing was going to the Sorry, she just, we just connected and it was so much fun to be with her for that little bit of time. What made it a little bit easier to leave them though was I could see the love that they were getting from the people that were taking care of them and they, they seemed really happy and, but I, just having that little girl there for those few minutes was really special. Being with these guys for a week, it was amazing. I just love them. My name's Amy again. Um, it's so hard to narrow down what my favorite thing was, so I'll just be brief and touch on a couple things. Um, I was so thankful, and um, a shout out to everyone who supported in prayer and financial support um, everything that allowed us to make this trip possible. This was our first time going on a mission trip, um, first time going international, and I was able to share it with my um, teenage daughter. Um, I was so grateful for all the relationships, the relationships that we were able to form amongst our group, as Bruce mentioned, the relationships that we were able to develop with the other church groups. It wasn't just Christianary Mission, Christian Missionary Alliance, churches that were present, but there was also an Assemblies of God church, and just the bonding and the way that we were um, caring for one another and providing for one another. If there was something that was needed, somebody in one of the groups had it. Um, so we were there for one another in big and small ways. I was also very grateful for even the um, people in the mission and the people who are associated with the mission, Anai, um, I mentioned was our translator at the um, home visitations as well as the senior care center. And he's a local pastor, but I feel like his story needs to be shared because um, it has relevancy. He knew English very, very well. So that was one of the first questions we asked is, how do you know? And he said, oh, well, I spent time in America. In fact, I spent time in Ohio, in Columbus. Okay. <laughs> Um, how, and he was very forthcoming, he said, I was in prison. I was in prison in America. I came um, as a teenager because I was told by other boys and men that I saw here in the Dominican that when you go to America, you can make a lot of money and drugs were the way to do it. So he followed that path, not knowing any different. And he was praising the Lord that a judge here sentenced him to 13 years. Um, which were served not only in Ohio, but two other states. And then he was deported back to the Dominican. And he was thankful because he met the Lord when he was in prison through a ministry there. And he knew that the Lord was calling him to minister to his people back in his nation. So he has a vibrant church and his testimony can speak directly into the lives, especially um, the young boys that are coming from a different level of daily life that we can't even imagine. Um, 
and to know that their hope is not in money, it's not in any other type of sinful passions, but in a relationship with Jesus Christ. I failed to say that my name is Cheryl <laughs> at the beginning, and I'm probably going to cry. Um, the day before we left, I lost my second front tooth because my top teeth are all, and bottom teeth are apparently all going to fall out due to a treatment that I was on for cancer. Um, and I didn't want to go because I was busy feeling sorry for myself. and. When we arrived in the Dominican, um, where I ha had been before, I really didn't know what to expect, but I knew that God was going to speak. And um, right away, he reminded me of his greatness and his goodness. And because we didn't have to cook um, <laughs> and clean and things, um, we had a lot of time to watch. And as we were driving along, there were a lot of motorcycles, people passing by, and God began to speak words into my heart about his love as a person would pass by. I love that man. I love that woman. I desire for that person to know you. And, and it was like the whole trip, I just kept hearing him. And, and then on top of that, um, God um, used the leader, at, uh, Rick, um, to remind us that our trip there wasn't just for there, but God wants to use us here at home. And he began to speak to me because I have to stick myself in everything all the time. And I don't know, you know, oh, I'm going to serve here, I'm going to serve there. And one of our readings was in Luke 10 when he sent out the 72 and he told them to remain in the same house, eating and drinking what they provide. And God said, that's for you. You don't, you don't need to sign up for everything that comes along. You stay and you love the people in your own neighborhood, which I do. <laughs> very, very much, and um, I was very encouraged that the things, the ministries, um, and how they're done, um, Mission 2535 has conquered uh, being able to lead people to self-sufficiency rather than dependency, and there is so much that we can learn from what they've learned, um, and um, I thank God God just reminded me that maybe even though their churches don't look like ours and some of them are just tents, we have way more to learn from the Dominicans than we have to give to them. And a simple life, I mean, I didn't miss the internet one bit and, and, and the news. and. I'm, I'm determined to, again, simplify life and spend my time loving people instead of worrying about things and my teeth. 
<laughs> and and um, so there's, there's a lot of things we want to share with Jason's ministry that are also great. And a biggest shout out to Patty Horner, who worked and worked and worked those Mud Hens games and those walleye games to help support us. Um, you have no idea how much that spoke to my heart because she's struggling with cancer as well. And God opened her heart to help us. So thank you, and all I can say is just love your neighbor and um, spend time in the Word. So the first day we were supposed to reflect on scripture, like we were sitting on the, like above where the beach was and we were supposed to reflect on scripture and kind of have an open heart and mind to what God wanted to speak to us um, and just kind of like use us throughout the week and just like, you know, have that mindset. And the thing that I felt like the Lord was speaking to me was you need to love people like I do. So even if they don't look like you, even if they don't have the same situation, like don't become so self-centered, don't. Um, think about this as something for you, but for them. Like, you're here for them. You're not here for you. And there was a couple moments that I completely missed because of my self-centeredness, or I was so distracted by what was happening around me, or I was concerned for my safety, and it was all about me. And so I instantly, like, I was regretting those moments because I was like, Lord, like, you brought them to me and I missed them. Like I had an open heart to what you wanted me to receive and I completely ignored it. But he redeemed it at the orphanage and at VBS and I was able to connect with two little girls at the orphanage and one is pictured right there. And even though she couldn't talk very much, like she just blessed my heart and I was able to take a picture with her and just like the love and the happiness and the smile was like, Jesus was like, here, this is what, this is what you're here for. And um, even just at VBS too, there were some older teenagers and there was a girl in particular who, again, the language barrier was very present. Um, but by the end of it, I was able to connect with her and we even exchanged information. And we wanted to stay in touch later so that I can you know, impact her even further than just being there present with her. So it was like, God was like, here, I'm redeeming the situation and it's not about you, it's about me. And here I am showing up and showing off. Like, he just showed me how, like, many advantages we have, like, clean water and shelter and food and how disadvantaged the people in the Dominican are because, like, they don't have clean water or a way to get a city, like, like just a lot of food or shelter. Like, we even, we had to go over a bridge once and we saw, I saw this house and it was just falling into the river. And on our last day there, we went out to eat and there was this, this boy at the window and he was just begging for food. And we couldn't give him any, and that just, yeah, made me feel bad. And, yeah. All right, so one of the things that was really an eye-opener for me was to see how little they have in the Dominican. We have so much here, and we take that for granted a lot of the times. But even with the house ministry, they, like, invited us in and they were willing and they wanted to talk to us 
um, and they were so kind. Like we would go and say hello to someone and they would be all excited and like say hello back. And I don't see that a lot here. And um, it was just really cool to see that how they could be so happy with what little they have. Um, and so that was really how God spoke to me. My name is Henry and God came to me and I came a lot closer to God. He gave me strength to do the things I'm normally too scared to do. And he had me work harder than I ever had before before because I'm because I'm usually so lazy. <laughs> I'm usually playing on my switch or something. I made a lot of friends and I get to see one on Facebook now. I saw that we are very blessed in America. I was just really, really happy to go on this trip and help people. Hi, I'm Rochelle again. And um, what God did for me was basically during the morning devotions and evening devotions, I guess when you're relaxing, that's a good time. And um, all the lessons they were learned really connected everything, what the mission was about, Matthew 25, 35, um, where, you know, when you do for the least of these, we've done for Jesus. And I could just see all the different scriptures that we were learning. Um, wash, Jesus was an example, and he said, wash one another's feet, um, love your enemies. Just all those scriptures were just coming alive as we went out and reached out to the people. And one thing that comes to mind is when we were in the nursing home and just the simple act of painting fingernails. You know, you get some lotion, you massage the hands and you see the women just soften up. And I do recall when I first went in there, we walked around and we were just greeting all the women. And there were two of them that just wouldn't respond. They, you know, hi, how are you today? Or trying to speak, and they just kind of sat there. And, you know, it made me even think of the songs that we were singing. Even when you don't see it, he's working. Even when you don't feel it, he's working. Because by the end of the, our visit, the woman that, one of the women that didn't speak to me, she had opened up, she was holding my hand, and we were having conversations, and she was smiling. So I just realized he's working through us, and we were all presenting our bodies as living sacrifices, and we were all working together. And I thank everyone in here that contributed to our trip. You made it possible for us to have the experiences that we've had so I say a big thank you to everyone. One of the beautiful things about a short-term missions trip is just how much you're impacted. Not necessarily going to impact people, but just how much God does in you. So I want to thank our team for the willingness to go and to be a part of that. And we recognize that you guys are a big part of that. Um, you guys gave a bunch of donations to bring down a bunch of school supplies and just whatever supplies. But we were able to bring 11 suitcases just packed filled with stuff 
just to leave down there, and that was because of you guys. So thank you for that. Um, even finances that you guys gave specifically for us to go, thank you for that. We didn't go just the, the 14 of us. <laughs> you guys came along too. Um, so thank you for partnering and, and, and being there. Um, you know, if you've never been on a short-term mission trip, I want to encourage you, come sometime. We'll do this again. Um, so maybe put that on your radar to come. But thank you. And, and I recognize, too, like, this is just, we tried to do our best to give you a snapshot of, of all that was happening. Um, there's a lot more stories. Uh, e even some of our team members, uh, J Janelle wasn't able to come uh, and be here today. I encourage you guys, uh, ask more stories. Uh, get some more details. Um, just continue to have conversations about what God did and what God's continuing to do.